0: Hey, Chris Manning here from Locked On Cavs. Just coming up on today's show, it's our Twitch stream from last night with Evan, Trevor Magnotti, and I. Uh, A little bit of the intro is cut off due to just a little technical error, but hope you guys enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
1: You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University.
2: Cleveland, this is for you.
0: But what has it been like to have the draft? Normally, we would have had summer league by now, right? What has it meant to not have the draft and haven't like really this process really just starting now?
1: Well, I think it's interesting because. Like for at least us in draft Twitter I mean we're all done with the draft like none of us are watching film anymore on these guys um you know we've kind of scoured as much as we can and gotten i think as much as we're going to out of watching the tape on these guys and now it's just kind of going through i guess what the normal pre-draft process would be it's you know looking for like interviews to come out and looking for signs of life from like agents and kind of links between different teams and today is obviously a huge part of it. You know, it's one thing to talk about these guys in a vacuum. It's another to talk about how they're going to project when we know a little bit more about where they're going to go. And I think that that's where we're headed now. And so things will start to kick up again, I think for me, but um, you know, for the, for us, it's been kind of dead on this end too. It's a lot of just moving forward, watching AAU tape on the 2021 class um, watching college film on guys who figure to be in the draft there. And, um, you know we're all kind of moving on and it's just kind of it's just kind of waiting for you know any shred of new information that we can get and i don't think we're going to get much more beyond you know maybe some individual workouts or meetings that guys are going to have with teams
0: yeah like we know the mellow ball was in detroit at one point um guys will certainly visit different markets and 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 we don't i mean i don't think like a traditional combine is obviously going to happen just because of the, the coronavirus and that, that doesn't seem like a smart thing to try to do um, amid a pandemic when you couldn't even get the, the quote-unquote delete eight teams together in their own bubble. Um, is there is there a guy, Trevor, in this extended time that your opinion has changed on? In one way or the other, that or having extra time to think about Prospect X, has your mind changed about that guy in any, in any notable way?
1: Well, I think... It's it's been the same for a lot of draft scouts that were not already on the bandwagon for him. It's James Wiseman. Um, The further and further along we get, the more and it's it's almost, you know, it's probably just rationalizing because he's rated so highly in mainstream boards, it's like the further we go, the more his athleticism and the more his tools kind of stand out and the higher his floor seems to get with the more that you kind of think about it. So I think he's the main guy that has benefited from this long process, because I think that, I mean, everybody is kind of fully talked in to the idea of him at least being like a guy who's going to stick in the league for eight to 10 years when that definitely was not the case during the college season, when his college film was fresh in our minds. Um, so I think that's going to be, or he's going to be the guy that benefits most from this time. Um, because he, he's the one that just makes the most, um, or that just makes the most sense logically in terms of kind of what he brings versus what we've seen.
0: Evan for you in this mm-hmm. draft where where are you just adding on your anticipation of it this night I know it is just coming live now Brad Doherty yeah. sporting a bow tie um, really great look as far as I'm concerned, to go with the bow tie. That's a good kind of nod to Nick Gilbert. But we're actually having this, and it's obviously not the normal pop and circumstance. There's no, like,
2: mm-hmm. secret
0: room that report, uh, some reporter gets to go in and you get some cool anecdotes out of it. But now that we're getting – First well, off – You and I talk with him all the time. What do you think about it?
2: Steph Curry with the cornrows is something to look at. That's a sight to behold. <laughs> but um,
0: what I'm this looking – This is at, a real
2: chase-down move to, yeah. like,
0: mention the Warriors two minutes in. Like, come on. Yeah.
2: It caught my eye, and he's the upper left hand corner. And I, you yeah. know, read right to left, so you start up there and work down. But either way, I were Chris, you and I were talking about this beforehand. I kind of have a feeling the Cavs, for some reason or another, like they've had bad lottery luck with the Colin Sexton pick. I mean, granted, like Colin Sexton's a great player, but you'd rather have Luca or Trey in that draft. Or last year, they had the best odds to get either Zion Williamson or John Morant, and they got neither of those players. And they end up with Darius Garland, who Again, as a five, fine player, but he's neither of the two players I just mentioned before. In a draft class that isn't so superb, especially compared to next year's draft class and last year's, this is an odd one sandwich in between. I feel like the Cavs are going to get the first pick, and it's going to really add some stress and anticipation on how things are going to go going forward.
0: Yeah, it's it's you keep saying that, and you are of the, of the mind, I think, that
2: um, you are like
0: okay the cavs should not want to get the first pick like let's pick a little bit lower in the draft but yeah. i think what we're what we're going to do is kind of run through some of the different scenarios here um we picked as kind of we did a little pre-meeting to kind of run through how we're going to talk about this i got the first number 1 and number 2 overall
2: pick uh, to talk about and
0: i am well, not of well
2: you didn't get well, it I'm, Yours more so it was forced on you
0: that's that's fair but i am not of the mind that like it is necessarily an inherently bad thing even if you don't love this draft and you could 2013 Cavs it and take Anthony Bennett and unless you get a generational superstar who was born in Akron to wipe away your mistake like it can really affect your franchise and Mm -hmm. they're not obviously going to get LeBron back again to fix this but I would rather just be able to control the draft and actually get who you want that is just to me I'd rather be in that position, especially if especially if you're like actually like a, like a competent organization. And if you mm-hmm. can argue that the Cavs like might not be um, Kobe Allman's track record, I think is still not exactly laid out entirely clearly, but the Cavs are one of the teams that are more likely to get the number one pick. They have the second, um, they're second in the, in the order here, 14% chance of number one, 13.4% chance of number two. Only the Warriors have um, a higher average draft position by a mere 0.2. And when I think about one and two, I think Wiseman would be the third guy, although Trevor's going to talk about him when we, we can go to him. But for me, guys, I think the two guys you think about at one and two, just based on raw talent, it's LaMelo Ball, who would – if I it would probably be my guy if I was picking number one. If I was the Cavs and had that pick, LaMelo would be my guy. And then Anthony Edwards, even though the fit in Cleveland is not super clean, I, like, don't know how you put him, Colin Sexton, and Kevin Porter Jr. on the floor together and, like – You don't ha- ha- ever. That okay, is how. That, yes. But in terms of the the raw upside of the talent, the shot making, like he has to at least be someone that until maybe you cross him off mm-hmm. at some point. But if you're if you get one or two, you can't. He's so talented and relative, especially relative to this class, that I don't think you can just be like, okay, I can't pick him, even if you're scared about the, the potential fit there. But,
2: Trevor, if you want to have the floor and talk with Chris about this, I'm just kind of yeah. Like, tell me, soon. tell me yeah. why I'm
0: dumb because usually I'm like, Trevor, why is this guy actually bad? And you're like, well.
1: Well, you talk about the, what the Cavs getting what they want and controlling the draft. We've proven time and again now that uh, what maybe the Cavs don't need that. Maybe the Cavs don't need to pick who they want. They need to pick who they need. And
2: what uh, a what a concept. Hey Trev, if you're talking right now, you might be muted, there, buddy.
0: Yeah, I think you might have muted yourself there. Little technical difficulties here on the stream as Trevor yeah. gets cut off by a big draft. We're gonna we'll circle back to him in a second. We're gonna figure yeah. this out. But um, Evan, what do you, what do you think about this the the this
2: possibility of of kind of Edwards, Lamelo, and and that kind of outcome? Well, you know where I stand on it. I think Anthony Edwards is a fine player. I can understand the upside. I can understand the excitement about having an Anthony Edwards being a possibility to add to your team in this draft, especially at the top three position. But I just think he's such a bad fit between Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr., and he's just a guy who really can't share the floor with them because you have so many young guards in this situation where they need to have the ball in their hands to succeed. And I like LaMelo Ball a lot. And, I, again, I guess that makes me seem hypocritical because LaMelo is one of those players. But he um, he's the best player, in my opinion, in this draft, and I feel like at that point the Cavs can maybe consider trading one of their guards, Lamello being one of them, seeing who the best player is, and as I'm looking at it now, we're less than 8 minutes until the picks are revealed, but knowing the Cavs, it won't be till closer till 9 o'clock, so we have a little bit to go here, but um, I guess i just rather, like Trevor said, I'd rather the Cavs not really overthink this and just take the player that's best for them, and in my opinion, that's Devin Vassell, that's Isaac Okoro, even Denny Adia is a good choice too, and then Okongabu as well, but I don't think the Cavs are as high in him as we are, so... Just not really getting my hopes up too high with him in that situation. Start your
0: morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and an award-winning team of journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Today's podcast is also brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contact contact list delivery drop-off. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia and you can support your local go-tos and your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off you, your order. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget that's code locked in NBA for five dollars off for first order with DoorDash. Do we have you back, Trevor? No, okay. we do not. We still do not have Trevor. We'll figure this out. Um, I, I think the the I think Trevor is onto something. Just kind of with the the structure of all of this, like. The Cavs are not historically a franchise that does like the most coherent thing. I mean, I think especially when we with we know of how the league has gone um, since. Uh, there, oh hey, Trevor. There okay, we, we go. There we go. We figured yeah, this out. I think, I think I'm back. All right, Trevor, give us give us your uh, kind of take here on the, kind of continue what you're saying about about Edwards, Lamelo, and kind of the Cavs picking at the top.
1: Yeah, I I, I just think that with we with the. Decision on like adding talent, you need to you need to remember my big thing is he always been add functional talent, don't just add talent. Don't, don't draft just- Anthony Edwards because he's the best. You're in a vacuum on the board because you're never going to maximize Anthony Edwards with the mm-hmm. roster that you have on hand. Um, so that's why I would rather explore options like Evan's talking about, like Devin Vassell, like Denny Abdija. I would like to, them to be put in a situation where they're taking a guy who's a more functional fit for the team, and then you have to put yourself in that position where everybody knows that you're going to want to trade one of those three guards at some point and that means that you have no leverage to trade one of those guards for what they're worth. Um, So I think that when I look at the top talents on my board, there are some guards there. You know, I still think I have LaMelo rated pretty highly. I don't think he's the best fit, but he's a good talent, and I think he fits well enough. Um, but the other guys up there are Devin Macelle. It's Anyeka Kongwu, who I think is a, the best center in the draft and is going to go, like, 10th in this class, and that could be a bit of an opportunity for the Cavs if they're picking fifth or sixth. They can reach, uh, reach and grab him and end up with a great player. Um I think, I think there's plenty of options in the middle of this top 10 that fit functionally what the Cavs are going to do and also kind of ensure that they're going to stay at the top in 2021. So I think that the focus should be less. Uh, I'm almost like, yeah, give me the fourth pick. Give me the fifth pick. Like, focus less on adding top tier talent this year and just add a guy who's going to be a rotation piece because that's what this draft should be about. There isn't the star talent. So just add a guy who you're pretty confident is going to fit with your other core pieces and is going to be a part of whatever the next great Cavs team is.
0: I, Evan and I were talking about this earlier this week. The The laying the runway for me is I think the way to look at this. I think that's right. I think if you get one or two, like LaMelo could be a really foundational piece just because I think that playmaking is – is just could be an incredible thing for the Cavs because it's one of those things that really worries me about kind of where they're at and with what Colin and Darius are. That, I think that's like with the with the mellow thing. I'm just like, I, I can make this work. Um, but 2021 is interesting because there's a prize in that draft. There's like an A-plus prize in Cade Cunningham in that draft. And I'm sure there are some other guys who are also really good. Um, I don't know if there's anyone that's like quite on Cade's level. But that's – you're trying to probably lay the runway for that draft. The Cavs are also this team, though, that are openly – have openly kind of hinted at, like, we want to try and make the playoffs next year. And, like, they're not going to be, I think, the most patient organization among these teams that are in the bottom. Um, obviously, like, you look at this draft order, you know, the top four is kind of weird because the Warriors are the Warriors. Like, they're going to get Clay and Steph back. We've talked about the Cavs. The Wolves have Carr-Anthony Towns and Delo Like, they're not a team that's probably going to be patient to – be picking number one again next year. And then you have Atlanta, who already has Trey, who already has a bunch of really competent talent, and has John Collins, among others. Like, they're probably going to take some kind of leap. The Cavs are kind of, to me, more in the Pistons-Knicks class, where, like, you can be bad for another year and that's okay, even if they are not publicly talking that way. But Trevor, if they are going to pick a three or four, if that's where they end up, who are two, you mentioned Okungu, but is Wiseman a guy that would make sense for you in that spot as well? I think you
1: could justify it, but I think I just don't see the value of taking. Wiseman over Akongwu because I think Akongwu gives you a lot of the same stuff, and I think he's more functional with the bigs that you have on roster. You know, he's a great perimeter defender in space. He's a great pick and roll lob threat, a guy who's going to do all of the dirty little things that you need your center to be able to do. And doesn't that sound so much like Tristan Thompson and that mm-hmm. type of player mm-hmm. who is probably leaving this offseason? And rather than taking the guy who looks a lot like Andre Drummond, I think taking the guy. Guy who t- looks a lot like Tristan Thompson, but a little bit bigger and maybe a little bit more skilled? I think that that sounds pretty good, yeah, um, uh-huh. in terms of fit. So, like, I think in terms of the center position, they could go and do well with either. But I think that they're going to have a much better outcome with a Kongu than they would with taking Wiseman in the top three, uh, top three four.
0: Evan, I'm going to let you rant uh-huh. on Vassell and Okor here in a second. I just want to say the one thing about Alcangu that I really like, and I don't know why. I understand sort of why like Wiseman because you look at him and you're just like, oh my god, this guy is a freak. But Unkongu gives you, at least on paper, and this could not end up happening, and Wiseman could be better than we he than he's projected to be in some ways. But Unkongu gives you the versatility to play different kinds of defense. James yeah. Wiseman is gonna be a drop big. He's gonna mean to, when they defend the pick and roll, which mm-hmm. is the the most action you're gonna see like he's just gonna slide back and let the guys come into that is, like, one way to defend the pick-and-roll. It is not—unless you're, like, absolutely going to eat up shots, like, Gobert can do that kind of Nurkic, who I think, is, does a really good job of that for Portland. Um, it's it's a really good way to defend the pick-and-roll. It requires a certain set of players to really make it work. And it's also not—you need to have some malleability in the modern NBA in defending your pick-and-roll coverage. On Kongu mm-hmm. gives you the option— to do that in a way that not you know not Tristan Thompson because that's not what he's actually good at, not Larry Nance, not Kevin Love, not Andre Drummond by any means. He's the guy that the Cavs have the most realistic chance of get that allows you to unlock that kind of defense. Now, JB Bickerstaff, of course, has a noted history of being a drop kind of preference defensive coach. It's not to say he's not malleable in that way, but it's it's worth wondering if if some of the Wiseman stuff that's out there about the Cavs liking him. Um, is is sort of tied into that I I wonder but Evan um, tell us about Vassell and
2: Okoro two guys I know you really really like in this class I like both of them a lot and somebody actually asked me today on Twitter when I was giving out my big word I had Okoro second and Vassell third behind Lamelo Ball who I just think is the best player in this draft class um And they asked me why, and I said, it's just really, in my opinion, look at Vassell, he's the safer option for the Cavs, he is NBA ready, he is able to hit NBA perimeters, he's able able to hit from three-point range at an NBA level, he is a great defender, especially he's a switchy defender as well, and he provides wing defense, something the Cavs haven't had in such a long time, I mean... Contract year J.R. Smith and then the corpse of Amon Shumpert were really the options for the Cavs on the perimeter of the prime <laughs> LeBron era. And it wasn't that great to begin with. So, like, he's a lot of fun and he makes a lot of sense. And if the Cavs are really serious about making the playoffs and they don't think they can afford to let another player sit and develop, you grab Vassell and they're revealing the pick order as I'm talking right now, but I don't think the Cavs, they can drop no, lower they, to six. They, they, but they we Cavs, have a while people to, know to six, Yeah, yeah so yeah. the Lowe's and Brad Doherty which is actually the first, first overall pick the Cavs have had in the lottery era. So it's kind of a cool homage for the Cavs 50 movement. But just to jump to Okoro, the Cavs believe they can fix his jump shot. I mean, he was a putrid three-point shooter in... College at Auburn, and I just think if and I just have a lot of faith in the Cavs player development and shooting staff, and especially their shooting staff, and the fact that they are able to fix Jetty Osman, they're able to fix Colin Sexton—not fix, but make improve Colin Sexton and Jetty Osman, and Larry Nance Jr. is a competent enough three-point shooter at this point, and Kevin Porter Jr. as well is also showing potential. I mean, I think they could work with the core and make it f- happen, and if they are able to do that. You could get one of the best players in this draft class, in my opinion, then. But it's just basically if the Cavs are willing to be patient, they could take Okoro and then they could really just take a long look at what they're trying to do going forward. But, you know, Dan putting the squeeze and it kind of being publicly known at this point that he's putting the squeeze on this front office to make the playoffs. I don't know if Okoro really is in the equation for that.
0: Hey, guys, I want to tell you about a new site that just launched on August 1st called OhioVersusEveryone.com. The site covers all Ohio sports and pop culture. They have in-depth, interesting articles about Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Indians, the Reds, the Bengals, the Buckeyes, and more. They have an article on the site that I just finished reading about how lottery luck wasn't going to save the Cavs. It's a really, really great read by Nick Grossman, so check that out and consume everything they're doing over there. Um, It's thought it's thoughtful writing and that's the kind of stuff you want right now especially when you're thinking about your favorite teams and again all if you're in, in ohio it's all your favorite teams all in one site they can only bring you the best interesting topics because they are literally covering everything again check them out it's ohioversuseveryone.com that's ohioversuseveryone.com check them out today for all Cavs, browns indians news and notes and subscribe to their newsletter as well if you want their stuff delivered directly to your inbox we thank them for sponsoring the show. Yeah, just Congress so people. Moved up, like, didn't they? Uh, so I, I, where I'm watching now, the the oh, the Knicks slid back to eight, so that is yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, the Bulls um, and Hornets, I think, just moved into the top four, right? Yep, the Hornet. Oh. Yeah, the Hornets did for sure, is the kind of as we're seeing here, um, which Lists is interesting. The Knicks, Knicks, uh, the Knicks being jokered, um, as the ESPN tweet had today. Just this is. Like chef's kiss, like just kind of perfection. Pistons are Oof. now going to be at seven, um, which is interesting. Trevor, so do you the have a preference on the on Hornets? locked report? up a top four pick for sure. Yeah. Yes, so did the and so did the Bulls. Yes, Trevor was right. Cavs. Atlanta at six, so the Cavs are going to be five or higher here. Okay. Cavs get five. Cleveland Cavaliers at number five. Okay. So okay. This is, Two years this in is room, a win Yeah. This is,
2: this
0: is a this is a win for. Um, i think competency you know we'll see what the yeah. top of the draft looks like the bulls making a leap is kind of interesting obviously the warriors and the wolves are going to round that out um trevor's work before we find out who actually gets the number 1 pick do you have a do you have a chaos outcome that you'd like to see here i think charlotte getting number 1 would just be fun i'm i'm pro give something nice to happen to the charlotte hornets the hornets have yeah i moved think up. i think that'd
1: be good but i think the chaos, i mean the chaos outcome here is the bulls because like they can yeah. like lamella ball and anthony edwards really don't fit Great. And they have the rest they have of the roster. Are,
0: like they I mean they like Lori marketing could be flipped or something, but they have yeah. already have bigs. They've invested a lot of draft capital in, in bigs. But yeah, they have yeah. window cards
1: And they're and they're kinda I mean they made their bet with Zach Levine, so Edwards is out too. Yeah. Um so I, I think that I think that's interesting. Um I do I do think Charlotte's interesting because like do they really go with LaMelo Ball or I think that's a situation where you could really see them go you could really see Wiseman legitimately go number one and i wouldn't feel the worst about it like that's not a bad landing spot for him um just because there's so little expectations i think on what they're gonna do over the next couple seasons like this is not a playoff ready team um and they really don't have any big of the future like they can just kind of let him sit and develop and i think that that would be really interesting
0: all right trevor so before it seems like it explicitly matters now that we're at that we're going to see this team pick number five. Um, Before the start of unfolding, I asked you a question, Vassell or Okoro, who's your preference and why?
1: Oh, Vassell. Um, Give me the guy who I think is ready-made to be an NBA player versus the guy that I'm pretty sure is going to be a decent role player, but um, I'm not totally sold on him making it in the NBA. I think Vassell from – maybe not from day one, but pretty early on in his career is going to look like a pretty competent player and a guy that you can plug and play in the playoffs with no problem. Okoro has a lot of work to get there still. So even though Okoro, I think, may be the better defensive prospect, Vassell, when you factor in his ability to make shots, simple shots off the dribble and the diversity of his shooting profile and the fact that he was probably the best perimeter defender in college basketball last last year just from a production standpoint, and you factor in the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over ever. Like it just makes a lot of sense that he would be a guy that you plug in and allow to grow and eventually usurp Seti Osman as as the uh, as the small forward of the future. And I think that he just fits so well with what they want to do in terms of giving them lineup flexibility um, in ways that I don't know Okoro does the same way. So I, I just love the fit of, of the cell. I think that he's... I I think that he's clearly ahead of Okoro for for me in a vacuum and also for this team. I think he's just so much higher floor than Okoro has.
2: I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. And uh, real quick, Chris, before you take it back, I just got to, you know, do this for the fans and yourself. Oh, damn it. Hold on. really just killing the moment, though. Killing the moment here, folks. (laughs) The fifth pick. The Cavs can't hurt themselves in the draft this year, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're going to try their best to be good. Here's my full assessment. The Cavs are going to try their best to be good next year. Andre Drummond is going to stick around and cash in that almost 29 million. and Which is going to
1: make sure that despite their best efforts, they do not do that. Nope. <laughs> that they nope. do not make the playoffs. And exactly. The the yeah.
2: and, then we, uh, and then I will be visibly upset if the Cavs is the worst team next year and they still miss out on Cade Cunningham because, Trevor, I know you're sick of talking about this draft class, so I'm looking ahead to 2021 as well. Like, he's a special player, right?
1: Yeah. He's the best player in that class. I mean, there's a case for some of the other guys and, and you could easily see the narrative swing in the way of Jalen green or Jonathan Kaminga or BJ Boston, who I think round out my top four is, is those guys. Um, But yeah, Cade right now definitely seems like he is on like, like the Zion tier of prospects where he's maybe not like a total sure thing. Um, But he's about as close as as you get to that without Mm -hmm. being like Anthony Davis, who I would say is the best prospect of the last decade. Um, I've said it before, this next coming draft, I think that there's a Zion level prospect, and then there's like three or four like Jason Tatum level prospects, which this draft has zero of any of those. So uh, putting your eggs in next year's basket, getting the fifth pick and just kind of holding ground, hoping you can figure out internal development – is not a bad situation for the Gavs to be
0: in. Yeah, uh, I'm. All, I'm extremely with that. It's very funny to like the. You have Steph Curry with the with the braids and the and he has an athletic neck. I don't. need It's not the athletic. And then you have D'Lo in the team polo. He uh, just Devontae really Graham loves, with the team polo.
2: Yeah. He yeah, really and then, loves uh, Ayesha. That's what the A's for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that,
0: all right. Here we go. Charlotte. It looks like Charlotte at number number three. And then so it's down to the Wolves and the Warriors. I mean, it's gonna be the Warriors. I got
2: it. Oh, so
0: number one overall pick,
2: pick. the Those Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Oh. Obi Topin,
0: come on down, baby. Well, so this is also a chaos option because <laughs> this feels like a team that could try to trade this pick.
2: To yeah. me, yeah, they want to be a what, playoff team. I don't know
0: what the value is, but this seems like a, okay. We're gonna get someone to play with D'Lo and Cat. This seems like a a real like. Winner, Gerson Rojas, is is trade cabinet.
2: Yes. Yes, I I agree. I think hmm, maybe they could be a Bradbill team. Maybe they could entice somebody with whatever they have left because they really ravaged their roster and they traded for D'Angelo Russell with that first pick. And I have zero to
0: make cat happy and get his buddy in there and
2: get you
1: know, hey, Lamelo makes a lot of sense actually yeah. in terms of like fits with Lamelo. I've talked about it with regards to like the Cavs with Colin Sexton. You want him to have like a sh- a play finisher, like a shot eater mm-hmm. that's gonna put up 20 shots, but maybe not create a ton for himself. And that's DiVito. Like DiVito is gonna be perfectly happy like r- having Lamelo penetrate and then just getting kickouts and firing up threes against a bent defense all day. He's gonna love that. That's a great fit. For him um so I, maybe they won't trade the pick because yeah. like, i can I, see that i can talk myself into that pretty quickly
0: oh absolutely all right guys let's do a mock here as we're kind of kind of wrap up the end of here so the order obviously anthony edwards uh or excuse me minnesota timberwolves number one golden state warriors number two charlotte hornets number three chicago bulls at number four cleveland cavaliers at number five we'll just do a top five mock i love it evan
2: i love it i'm so um, excited that's exactly what i wanted to happen
0: <laughs> i had a i had a tweet prepared if they picked number one. Oh, so did um, i so i had one
2: where dale gribble was smelling something and he killed himself and i'm like yep. Yeah, but well, the first pick the cleveland cavaliers so okay <laughs> Let, let's do a mock here. let's just say the wolves don't trade it um i say
0: i think Lamelo ball let's go yeah. La, put Lamelo ball in yeah. number one i agree okay so warriors at number two james Wiseman. trevor you think wiseman trevor do you think wiseman at two
1: I don't think that uh, Bob Myers is going to be able to resist his magnum opus of drafting the peak, uh, undeveloped big man to play next to Steph Curry. I think it's going to be Wiseman.
0: <sighs> okay, let's say Wiseman. I tend to think that that might be an Edwards fit, but yeah. Um, let's let's go Wy- Let's go Wiseman. But don't rule out
1: Toppin too. I think that they can. I Ooh. think that they can make that move as well.
0: You think? Yeah. So? That. Yeah, I think I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. I mean there's an argument for what he does kinda of would fit I guess time yet a little bit better.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I think that'd be
0: fine. Okay.
2: I mean you could talk a case for Anthony Edwards with the Warriors too, but also not a great fit. So yeah. I think Wiseman's there, so let's jump to three. Um it, for... this
0: is Anthony Edwards to me. This this is Oh just, for sure. You take Anthony, yeah, it's Anthony Edwards at three.
2: Well good for the um, Charlotte I, Hornets too. They've never jumped in the draft lottery ever, so the first time, I've the worst spots time.
0: Yeah.
1: Can I, can I present a chaos option for Charlotte? Yeah, give
2: me the chaos.
0: I love chaos options. You know So
1: this. I I don't really think that they're going to take Anthony Edwards. Um, and if they do, they're going to have to make some decisions because that's a lot of guys who have overlapping skill sets with him, Rozier, Monk, and Graham. Um, I think they're pretty well wedded to Graham and Rozier. Um, so I would wonder if they would maybe look towards like Denny Abdesia. Or well, if they look towards Anyeka Kongwu with that pick, I would. It's kind. It seems kind of underwhelming at three, but I think you can talk yourself into either of those being a top three pick, and they seem to fit that roster a hell of a lot better than Edwards would to me.
0: I try as the resident draft Nick here. I'm gonna let you make the pick. Like who? Who's the who? we gonna slot in here in this initial mock let's slot in edwards just
1: so that we because i don't
0: think like we said i
1: don't think the bulls are going to take him because they've got zach levine let's just slot in edwards just for convenience so that we aren't faced with the potential of him sliding to five
2: Look, this, this, i like it i like the way you think yeah. trevor even evan,
1: in the draft where we end up where we want to we still have to talk ourselves out of them making a dumb decision evan, evan, yeah
0: evan we need we need we need the horn We need the horn here because we put him at three. Give us the horn. Anthony
2: Edwards at three. Okay, just like a real quiet. Like hold on, I'll just turn it down a little bit. Like like real quiet. Like real faint. Like real distinct. Like it's like in the distance. The the golf horn. The golf horn. Yeah. Like the just doing this that kind of clap. So then at four, Chicago, and it's probably for the best for them. I don't know. I feel like just live up to that bull stereotype and get them an Iowa State player with Tyrese Halliburton, but, I mean, I'm open to hear other options for them, too. Like, Chicago's a bit of a weird team because they have a yeah. lot of fun, young pieces, but a coach that has not put them together properly.
0: Well, Jim Boylan is now out, and then we'll yeah. see who they hire, I guess. True. This feels like I, a good Killing Hayes spot. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Kind of on-off-ball kind of guy that probably doesn't need to like you can the levine vacuum is probably less of a deal issue for him than it would be some other guys in this draft so and six five good size to kind of give you a bigger backcourt but they did take kobe white last year
2: yeah, yeah. that's true
0: um can i make a case I'm, i would make them as a case for just wing because Otto yeah. Porter has one year either as a player option or could be free agent now so i think you could look at avija Okoro. Um, the cell all kind of would make sense here to me as well. I guess mm-hmm. it just would depend on who you actually like yeah. and also like their cut co- their who they hire as their head coach would say a lot about probably who they what kind of wing they would want here. Um, let's
1: make it interesting for us. Let's give them Denny, okay. okay, let us say Denny. Denny, I think fits what, fits what their roster has. He fits kind of their like, ethos of like oh this guy's super scrappy and like you know I, th- I think that he would be a guy that they would target based on their old group and also the
0: new regime mm-hmm. i think
1: i think fits pretty well so let's let's go there
0: okay so we'll go denny Vija, number five or four excuse me that brings us to number five the cleveland cavaliers yes um i think <laughs> i think for us just based on how we've talked about this i think the three leading candidates would be Anyaka Okungu. And no, this is a no order, Isaac Okoro and Devin Vassell. Um, I think the other names that you could throw in here is like, okay, here are the guys we're going to talk about, and then cross off would probably be Topin just because size, whatever. Um, And then also Tyrese Halliburton just because he's that longer kind of guard option if you want another defensive-minded guard. But I would immediately cross off Topin. Um, I would immediately cross off Tyrese Halliburton. And I think it's really a three-man discussion here between Vassell Okoro, and Onyeka Okungu. My preference would be Okungu if you knew Andrew Drummond was opting out and you could not have to worry about figuring that out next year. We don't know that. I assume he's opting in because the cap is going to be another disaster. And I can't imagine anyone turning on $29 million or whatever he's going to make next year. Um, my my guess right now is that the Cavs prefer Okoro.
2: I think that's a fair assessment. I... I like the way you think too and the fact that they don't take Un Kongwu if Drummond opts in because they'll have a ton of money allocated to their big guys next year. I mean you could take a Kongwu still and have him just kinda of play back up to Drummond and then try and flip Drummond as early as you possibly can. I mean like the Cavs are sitting pretty, they're sitting in the capper seat at five and I'd play the air horn again, but I don't want to annoy everyone, but um Boy, I mean, like the Cavs can pick between one of the best wing prospects available or they can pick the best big man prospect, but again, five removes the temptation of getting one of the more polarizing prospects between Ball, Wiseman, and Edwards, and it all just kind of works out nicely for them, but I think Okora would be their pick if you held a gun to the Cavs' head and they said, like, all right, pick somebody. You have everybody you want on the board that Chris, Evan, and Trevor talked about. Pick, and I think Okora would be the pick.
0: Trevor, I have, a, I have a, a Kungu question for you. Yeah. He's not Mo Bamba, who would come in as a rookie and not be able to play, right?
1: No, I, I definitely don't think so. Um, he doesn't have any physical limitations that w- would affect him in the way that Bamba's lack of agility really play, played itself out. Um, I think if you want a player that's come out in the last couple of years that I would expect – his rookie season to look like. I would say Wendell Carter Jr. would be what I would expect a conwood to look like, where, you know, I don't think that he's going to be at his athletic peak next year and I think that he's going to kind of struggle to fit in against NBA size in the same way that Carter did where you know bigger guys really bothered him a lot more than we expected coming in Um, but I think you're still going to see the the decision making translate you're going to see him pick up concepts very quickly um, and you're going to see him make impacts in games even if he's not putting up killer stats and I think that that's kind of what I would expect from at least year one, maybe year one and two, a Kongwu while he kind of gets accustomed, while he gets stronger, um, and while he fills out athletically. Because this is a guy who still, I think, has a little bit of a ways to go physically um, to becoming what I think he'll ultimately end up being. And, but I think the mental aspect of the game, I think he's going to surprise some people. And he will have an impact in the league next year, regardless of where he he ends up, um, even if it's not on a consistent night-to-night basis.
2: Trevor, right, so To recap, oh, go ahead, Evan. I was gonna ask before we wrap up and before we recap, Trevor, out of the players we haven't mentioned so far, who is the ultimate chaos option for the Cavs at fifth?
1: Um, chaos is in like it's a good fit, or chaos is in like, like it's gonna make us all want to quit this team forever.
2: The the, the latter. I I really I really, <laughs> really want to know who is the worst possible player the Cavs could pick at five.
1: Oh, it's Tyrus Maxey. Absolutely. Like okay. it, it's it's the guy who wasn't a good college player, has a long way to go development wise. Even if he's going to be a good NBA player, and you and you buy into the fact that he was an ill fit at Kentucky, and doesn't have a position, but you know that he can't play above the two. Like mm. that is the that is the worst outcome is them taking Tyrus Maxey in the top five um, because him. Like like he is the worst fit for this roster out of anybody that's being considered a lottery pick this year, bar none.
2: I think that's fair a, that's a fair assessment. And one last thing before we go, Chris and Trevor both could you share with the chat who what your favorite bird is? I keep getting asked this and he didn't know. Favorite bird? Yeah. Chris, this I isn't know. that hard of a question. Come on. You have to have a Falcon. favorite bird. Falcon? Falcon I like that.
1: Well, my wife did AI uh, uh, internship in New Zealand, so I've always had to say Kiwi for this. Um I like that. we're we're big Kiwi fans in this household. Um, we picked up Kiwis and All Blacks rugby. Those are the two things that
0: there you go <laughs> that we got. Could pick up the competent coronavirus uh, policy, but hey, you know, two out of three ain't bad. Anyway, um, to recap our mock here. We're going LaMelo Ball to the Wolves at number one. Number two, James Wiseman to the Warriors. Number three, going with Anthony Edwards to the Charlotte Hornets. Number four, Killeen Hayes to the Chicago Bulls. Or, also no, sorry, Denny Avija to the Chicago Bulls at number four. And then at number five, we're picking, I picked Okoro. Evan, I know we both think the Cavs prefer him. Trevor, who would your pick be at 5SL? Yeah, but
1: i think just for continuity, we, we know what they're gonna do here, I think if it breaks this way, I think it will be a Coro. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. I I think at least there are some interesting options. Um I think you know, I mean it's interesting to me that I guess Facel is like mocked around later in the lottery than a lot of mocks that I've engaged in seem to have him, which is kind of interesting. But I think this will be an interesting draft. Again, the Cavs are picking fifth, um, it's a as all things considered, and as Evans Airhorn can tell you, this is a good outcome for them. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
2: Here, one more time for the class.
0: Yeah, one more
2: time. I hit it five times for the fifth pick in the draft, folks. Oh, and it did it one more time for me when I locked my phone, so that's great.
0: you love <laughs> to see it. Trevor, yep, as we get out of here, give everyone a plug about where they can find you and, and kind of what they can expect from you in the coming months. Um, you can find me at illegal Screens on Twitter. You can find my writing at The
1: Step Back and Fear the Sword over the next couple of weeks at least. Um, we're still doing our positional breakdowns um, of kind of needs for the Cavs, which are obviously going to become a lot more targeted here in the next couple of weeks as we wrap that series up. Um, so, yeah, that'll be kind of where we're going until October at
0: least.
2: Yes. No. Uh, Absolutely. Evan...
0: Evan,
2: just give the plugs. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in with us. We're going to start doing these live streams on a more week-to-week basis. Chris and I have been looking forward to doing this for a while. As you can tell, we hype the hell out of it. Um, thank you to our sponsors, DoorDash, Axio, Rock Auto, and Ohio versus Everyone. Um, and as always, wear a mask. I brought hand sanitizer, so everyone disinfect. And uh, yeah, as always, go Cavs. Yeah, thanks everyone who joined
0: us. Um, we're looking forward to again doing these again. The NBA draft is still in itself like a long ways away. We don't will not get it until the fall, but again, this is the first Cavs thing we've gotten since March. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to y'all soon.